Alice, I'm glad to actually get to meet you on the Zoom. Oh, you too, so much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was really nervous, but I was yeah. too. Actually, I had a I had a pounding a pounding heart. I was like, oh no, I can't. Oh no. Uh, but Sad. no, then it was then it was fine. I, I prepared her well. She said, "What is what does Alice look like?" And she, I said, "She has blonde hair, or it might be black." Blur of pixels. <laughs> I've been up now getting head. ready and it's like, oh, I can't even see it. Hey everybody, it's Matthew. I'm releasing this little silly bonus episode early because I'm working on editing a really good, strange interview with uh, an actually well-known podcaster that I will be releasing a little bit late. So I wanted to give you something to tide you over. And for all those of you subscribed to The Secret Show, I know I initially said I would release this on there, but I will have something else very good for you coming up soon. Thanks so much for your patience, and I hope you enjoy. This is Joanna, Alice, and me talking about the absurd Netflix documentary series, Bad Vegan, uh, and uh, and a couple other things. All right, thanks so much. This is our MO with dinner parties when we have to go over to our house. <laughs> is that after like an hour of talk, uh, Joanna will just get up and do what I call the Presbyterian goodnight and just like leave and just like go in the next room and sleep. But like, we'll That's what talking. I do. That's totally oh, yeah? what I do as well. <laughs> Yes. It comes a point. There, yeah, my point's very early, but yeah, there, yeah. there, there comes a point. Yeah, Alice, that's that's great. I can't wait to come to a party in Australia, and then we'll <laughs> each just like leave at a certain point and, and just go to sleep. <laughs> can't wait. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> and jo- jo- Joanne also does like the the like ear- earplugs, face mask, noise machine, fan, just totally. Oh, that's you know, great. So yeah. Yeah, she's cocooned. Oh, fan, just like Kathy Hilton. Does Kathy, Hil- Kathy Hilton use a fan? Does she do a fan? Yeah, she does a fan. She's famous for it. Oh. Right. Is this a but, Real Housewife person? She's yeah. a she's the mother of Paris. Oh, Paris. Right? Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. All right. Very good. Well, that will be uh, that will be in a future episode, I fear. Uh, <laughs> so today, though, we're talking about Bad Vegan, which is a documentary oh it's it's the actual it's not just like the tagline the subtitle is fame period fraud period fugitives period it's a netflix documentary that or docu-series that uh, came out recently directed by chris smith and it's it mostly follows a a restaurateur named sarma melon guilis i'm not sure how to say her last name it's a eastern european name who started and ran for a while a, a apparently an apparently beloved ve- raw food vegan restaurant in New York called Pure Food and Wine that Joanna ate at once I believe No I think I made that up to myself okay. I I right. I think I ate I think I ate at a vegetarian restaurant in New York and I was like I think I ate there it was definitely yeah. that spot but I don't know that that's yeah. a fact Joanna is the yeah. Anthony Strangest of our marriage <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> making up, making up elaborate stories about restaurants she's eaten <laughs> to impress me. <laughs> <laughs> so Sarma met a a man named Anthony Strangis, 
which strangely enough is his real name and not his made up name, which is Shane Fox, who who purported to be a lot of different things, including a a like black ops superhero guy for the military, as well as maybe a, like a transdimensional immortal being. Uh, and along the way, uh, persuaded her to transfer all, nearly $2 million of her own money, as well as a bunch of money from the restaurant. I mean, it's just like crazy, crazy amounts of money. Uh, the restaurant cratered. The, she ended up reviving it by getting almost another million dollars of funding out of people. Her investors lost a lot of money. A bunch of her employees never got paid and the, the restaurant finally disappeared. They went on the run and they were arrested in Tennessee famously when they ordered a Domino's pizza, though though as, as the documentary you know makes clear, the pizza was for Shane Fox. So Joanna had, I, I would say, like a primary, very vocal emotional response to this. And then I'm wondering what yours was, Alice, and whether they were the same. Because mine, I think, was, was finally a little bit different. Yeah, the, the further I've got away from watching it, the more I just feel like, what a horrible thing, and why is this on Netflix? <laughs> um, but but in the watching of it, because it is so glossy and gossipy and beautifully done, and Samra is giving us so much of her life, you feel very included. And it's a very sort of intimate experience. But it is that thing of like, it gets worse, it gets worse, it gets worse. The guy who made it, Fire Festival guy, Chris something, adds a twist at the end. It's significant, but sort of confusing and a little bit, yeah. felt a little undercooked. So what was what was that twist? The twist was meant to be that, oh, as it turns out, she's still talking to him and she still believes that he can save her. And because they have this little bit of recorded audio that suggests that and they give it a timestamp of after all these conversations and all these things we found out. But Sama has a blog and she has been very vocal in saying that's not what that is. It is staged. It is not what it sounds like. Um, but it seems right that that's what Fire Festival Guy would do. Right, um, yeah. Because you can't have to have that in these documentaries. You have to have that little moment of, oh, my God. It's even yeah. more salacious than I even realized. Yeah. The other thing he does about 20 minutes before the end is he has a couple of the talking heads speculate in in like pretty confident but vague terms about how actually Sarma was trying to play him the whole time. Mm -hmm. they, and they, they got married. He, he asked her for wire transfers after wire transfers. And supposedly there was, some of this was based on this, it was sort of like a character test. And some of it was, he 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 claimed to be extremely wealthy and he could pay off all of her business debts, you know, with a snap of his finger, but he was holding off to test her just like he was building up his meat suit, as he called it, and getting very obese to test her <laughs> and being mean to her to test her. And uh, he, she, she also, he also got her mom to like wire him like $400,000. But the, the claim at the end is, oh, she was actually kind of a gold digger and she was marrying him because all she really cared about was the <laughs> restaurant. And so she was marrying him to get his money. That's insane. I mean, what, so much gold there, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. she could have just hooked up with one of Alec Baldwin's friends. Also. I think the whole time I kept thinking to myself, 
how where, where is this woman's decision making like that that was what i was so bewildered by like she she has her wits about her well enough to start a restaurant and make it successful and she was in business school or something so she was in business school she started a restaurant at wharton it's a good business school. And she went to wharton yeah. yeah she went to wharton she started a restaurant so it's like she's got a few brain cells flickering up there and then like <laughs> just like it no i mean just like well at, at every turn even what was the name of that friend in Pigeon Forge? Dusty? What was his name? Yeah, I, Dustin, I don't maybe? remember his name, but I love him. Such I a love him so much. Really nice guy in Chipotle she made friends with. Him. Like, that's well, the kind I of friend you should have been making. I did, well, I, I love Dusty. I never want to speak ill of Dusty, but instead, like of all the people you might reach out to get help from, like maybe like a strong oprah winfrey-esque woman like anybody anybody really you're like oh dusty and the chipotle i don't i don't get her decision making throughout and so yeah. i kept trying to figure out like what is you didn't what get is a going sense on that she had a lot of good confidants or like just leon her dog she could lean yeah. on or like like advisors or mentor, like very devoted oh, to her and dog the, and the that's one that's man. part of the oh the homeless man the right. homeless yeah, mafioso yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he had he had a little bit of a like a Sopranos extra energy to him, but I liked him. Yeah. Well, I liked him too, but like I mean, this is I mean, Alice, maybe you've got a a thought on this, but that that was it. It was like Dusty, the Chipotle guy, and like you know this guy from the Sopranos that she met on the rough streets of 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 New York. Like those were her two best buddies. And meanwhile, she has a restaurant where like Alec Baldwin and presumably all of these kind of like well situated you know I, I don't know it was just like i was like uh, uh, there's something wonderfully romantic about it like oh i'm gonna befriend i'm gonna befriend this mafia homeless man mm -hmm. but it was also just like like the actions of a person who's got no judgment you know like it's <laughs> <laughs> so like one of the things that this guy promised her was that her dog would live forever like he could make her dog live forever if she passed his test and so I think like Joanna, like one of you, like you, you have a pet peeve for, uh, for people who are tricked by things or get like, <laughs> like people who and are I'm, gullible and get tricked by, by tricksters. I want to hear Alice's, I want to hear Alice's sort of like humane and thoughtful response to the, cause I feel like I'm giving this woman a hard time. She went, she went through the wars. She's been and through she the wore, wars. And she wore pigtails, which was also- She, she wore pigtails. Alice, please tell me, tell me what you think. <laughs> yeah, to me, I do understand her decision-making yeah. because to me, this is, a, it's a story about self-esteem. Yeah. She meets uh, Shane Fox after her divorce and having now read the 5,000 odd word uh, blog entry written to Shane in rage after it's all kind of happened, you you get this sense in there that that guy, the guy that she divorces at the start, really did a number on her. So uh, Shane comes in when she's at a really low point. Yeah. And not that I think I would believe that somebody could make my cat live forever or pay off all my debts or, or ever like go to the extremes that she's gone to. I have definitely been in relationships with people where they have strung me along and, yeah. and promised things. And because I wasn't feeling the best about me, I was like, okay, well, well you, you drive. Uh, I don't yeah. really know 
Yeah. It, it, can you relate to that or not? Oh, yeah. Not? No, no. That's, I mean, this is like the most compelling interpretation that I'm hearing of it. So like you like, well, and it is also bringing, and maybe this gets into like how it's, what gets left out of the story. I think like you bringing in, like even that detail about her divorce. I don't think that, I don't think you quite just watching it quite get a feeling of like what a number that's done on her. But no, I mean, I think, I think you maybe. I buy I buy what you're saying and it's like the details of this are ludicrous but like maybe that's the emotional trajectory and it's so slow right like it starts yeah. off with he's all glamorous and he's got to go save the world he's a soldier yeah um, he's making heaps of money but he can't really tell you exactly how and the best uh thing that I saw somebody was just writing about it and saying you know the the worse it gets, the more important it is that it's true. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. Sunk if, cost. if she's Sunk been cost. played yeah. to the tune of $1.6 million, then what does that say about her? So it has to be true. Yeah. I certainly believe that. And so then she wants like, like the mafia man, Dusty and Chipotle. It's like that. To clarify for listeners, there is no mafia man, but there is a there is a very kindly homeless man who – has he a kind of a paternal he he, he was Joanna grew up in, in a small town and so his accent suggested Joanna that he is in the mafia he is no, he, he was a like, charming homeless was, man with a New York accent no, he, yes. Matthew he was like he was like I'm gonna go down to Tennessee and murder them and get her back or something he said something he said he was gonna break her out of jail he didn't think he was gonna murder anyone I don't believe <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I might have intimated that he might murder someone. <laughs> I think I he did. That. I think I. I mean, yeah. I think he was. He he definitely has ordered a hit on somebody. I mean, <laughs> he in my documentary that is heavily that is heavily implied. No, yeah. no Catholics, Jews, or Italians in the small town where Joanna grew up. I think is the is the more. <laughs> No, there were, there were. They just weren't in the mafia. They, he, okay. We had a lot. We had a lot of. We had a lot more Dusties from Chipotle. In fairness, and then, and then the the other thing that you sort of only learn partway through is that this guy was. He, he she kept wiring money to this guy who was her husband. Like they, they had sort of, they had very little transparency in their finances, despite being married for most of the time. But he was a compulsive gambler. And so he kept making promises about just a little longer and this is going to all, you know, you're going to be really rich soon. We're, I'm going to reveal all this. The way I interpreted that finally was that he wasn't just, he may have been a little unstable, but it wasn't just that he was either purely lying or totally psychotic, but that he, he seemed to sort of believe that he was going to strike it rich. Like that he was mm -hmm. this last go around, he was going to make all the money in the world and then I guess stop gambling. But instead, he just yeah. lost it all. He's like, you know, like Anthony Strangest. And he's like, well, what's the coolest name that I can come up with? Shane Fox, which is like very. Yeah. You and know, the, and the like, early, the early, like, because they meet online, it's like the early photos that you see of him. He looks a little cooler and a little more he handsome. Looks, and he a looks little like. like yeah, he looks like, like a tough Shane, guy. Yeah, Shane Fox. And those, and yeah, even like, even like when they first met, fish. those photos were pretty out of date. It sounds like. So yeah. I, I found this thing because I, I I did not read the whole entry, but I found the same blog, which is just in all caps on uh, Sarma's blog. It says "Bad Vegan is not a documentary." So I, I I saw that. And did you, Alice, watch the Perpetual Pup video? 
No. Yeah. So I, no. I, I think I want to share it because it's this is um, Netflix made semi viral pseudo viral marketing for the documentary. And this is one of them. And watching this, I thought like, the, I, to me, this makes Netflix look bad. It's like a one minute thing. So let me see if I can oh, pull it up sure. real quick. Yeah. The only redeeming thing about the Netflix thing is that they paid off all their debts after the doco. So. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, that, oh okay, that's good. nice. Good. All right. Or maybe not all, but plenty. Right. Can y'all see this? Yeah. Okay. Okay. This is not going to be making fun of Le Leon, is it? No, no, no. It's the, no, 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 no. It's not making fun of Leon. You love your dog more than anything oh, in the no. world. So how far it's would like you go to make them a more? Women running it's scenically simple. with dogs. Running oh, around. no. Mortality is a broken construct. Mortality is a broken construct. Dog catching frisbee. Oh, you can no. now say goodbye to saying goodbye. Oh, that's perpetual. I mean, well, especially like we've, we've just, I like, I just now get it with like this puppy that we have. It's like, this is so mean. This is so mean. And Leon is like a very cute. He's like very soulful. Yeah. Very soulful. Do not eat meat while considering perpetual. If you have a history of questionable romantic relationships, perpetual may be replaced. You have a history of questionable cosmic endurance tests. May oh apply. my God! Ask someone so you trust if perpetual is right for you. Yeah, they think they're being because so funny. Dogs yeah. Have to yeah, this is that's that's. Yeah. And then at the end, it shows a, a picture of her bad vegan with the tagline. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that was oh Netflix. Yeah, so that was Netflix marketing the documentary, and I mean I. Like Sarma shared that on her blog to say, like, look what they did. And she she sort of just said, like, look at this because it is pretty brutal. I mean, it. Yeah, that's pretty bad. I, so I have a, a little bit of a theory about some of this, which is that like, so Sarma is very photogenic and, and sort of, I mean, she's she's an odd bird, but she's charming and clearly a lot of people. A duck. Do you have a duck on your dress? No, she has a duck on her arm. Oh, she has. A, oh, that's right. She has a yeah. duck tattoo. Not a great tattoo, but yeah. yeah. Uh, but like people seem to like her, and she she lives in a you know educated uh, urban liberal East Coast world that probably at least a lot of the devourers of this documentary relate to. Shane Fox is not photogenic at least most of the time we're spending with him and i mean totally pathological abandons his wife and kid and just you know t takes horrible advantage of this woman and her mother and all the people around her and is bossy and abusive and sort of horrible and and his the whole story that he's spinning for her at least as we observe it is bananas so i my my theory is that like watching this it's hard to, it's hard to relate to him and his choices because he's just, it's, it's just crazy as Brian calls him like a cartoon or a comic book villain. Whereas Sarma, we can kind of relate to her and we just keep, see her make these bad decisions and keep wiring him more and more money. And so my theory is sort of that like, inevitably we watch this and we say like, okay, so the moral is what should she have done differently? And, and clearly, like, it would have been better if she hadn't wired him all that money. Sure, surely it would have been better. But I kind of tend to think that, like, she's a really credulous person. 
Like she, she has a tendency to believe in stuff. She has a tendency to believe in like weird, you know, like the, there's very good reasons to, as Joanna, as you point out, like there are very good reasons to be vegan, not great reasons to eat raw food. That, like that's, only. yeah, I, that's, I stand by that. I actually think like, like as a sort of self-selected pool of, of people, I think it should have been called bad raw food person because, <laughs> because, snappy, because right? I, I do think like, like to be vegan actually makes it actually probably maybe we all should be vegan. Like it kind of makes sense, even though it's viewed as sort of this like, Ooh, la la. Oh, you're so we, you know, but it's, it's raw food. People are sort of inherently extremist, I think, because like, what, like what's their rationale? Like we, Oh, we can't hurt the spinach with fire. You know, it's like, there's no, like, <laughs> like what, like <laughs> where did it, it came from nowhere except a, a, an inherent appetite for just like, being extreme in some way yeah, that's control my... it's just like yeah epic control. yeah yeah but I, I think like as we, i mean and part of this is true with the with the tender swindler documentary as well like the people who were taken advantage of there were they had they were kind of tended to be credulous the and they're kind of sniffed out by these con artists but i i want i guess like i want to defend credulity like i think i think like would we definitely wouldn't want to live in a world where everybody was that credulous probably i mean well i guess if everybody was that credulous we probably would live in a paradise but but if like we would you know like you need there to be some skeptical people around but i think like the the problem is not that like she shouldn't have believed him and she should have been a more skeptical person i think there are great like gifts that come with credulity and it's probably good for us to have some people who are really who really think that way in our company. Like it's good for us as a culture to have some of those people around. Maybe the thing you want is just like, if you are somebody who tends toward credulity as I am, like I'm totally that kind of person, but like probably what you need is just have at least one really good confidant who's a skeptic. Yeah, but I think like, yeah. like putting basically like, I think she was a, a lamb to the slaughter and we're like, well, how should the lamb have strategized differently? You know, like it's not, this isn't really a story about her making mistakes. This is a story about a certain kind of predator happening on, happening on the right victim, mm. I think. But yeah, yeah tell, tell me, I'm, tell, I may be, and maybe I'm not giving her enough credit as a, as an, you know, free agent in her own right. No, but it's like, where would you, where would she have done something different? Like, where do you cut that thread? I think really probably not fall for him in the, in the first place. Is the, is I think the, she didn't have to get place. married to him. That was like a, that was sort of a, a bad move that. You do learn oddly that she never, they never really had sexual chemistry. They did something that she did not like. Though, yeah, she there was a weird she... thing he did to her that was really horrible and, and sounded sexual, yeah. but was very vague. But, but like they didn't have a normal sex life before they got married or, or after. Even like yeah. by their own standards, it didn't seem like they were like, whatever weird sex stuff we're into, we're doing it. It was just like. Everything was happening at this other level where it was like, I'm going to make your dog immortal. I'm going to pay off all your debts. And also um, you're going to get into this like strangely like ephemeral club of super beings who are yeah. watching you and watching you take all these tests. I mean, yeah. If you believe one of those things, how are you going to. Where are you going to say, oh, well, this this is too weird? Um, yeah, I don't think that we can say that there's an obvious point. Maybe the marriage thing is it, though. But, yeah, so who, who do you turn to then, Matthew? Do you, Joanna, are you the, the skeptic that keeps Matthew well, Ma from well, needing money to? He's not. 
he's not that cre- he's not that credulous, but he's. I'm also protected by by being a loner. But that's not, the problem, right? Because oh, you don't right, have yeah. yeah. But no, <laughs> right. no, that's, I'm like a non-practicing incel. You're <laughs> not. You're. The fuck. You're not, what What does that even mean, Matthew? No, that's you're not. Insane. Yeah, you're not. You're not that. You're. You're more. Like I'm more skeptical than you are. But you're not. You're not that. You're I'm not credulous that. and cynical, which is probably the worst combination. You well, you and you've cynical, also but not had, You've also, Matthew. You've known people. I think you're credulous in the sense of like, if people. I mean, we've talked about this before. If like someone comes up this, on the street with like a big idea and lots yeah. to say, yeah, yeah. you know, my instinct is like, oh, I got. I can't. You know, I can't make eye contact with that person. And you'll maybe like have a three-hour chat with them. Yeah. But but also like you've known people who were, I mean you've run into people who've made claims that were a little outlandish, and you have had this sort of self-preserving instinct to not be like, well, let me just invest in that. Maybe my dog yeah, will be I immortal. Prob- I probably but- would have done. I probably would do more of that if it's an, if it's in an area I don't know much about. I'm much more cred- credulous. I think like what's protected me from like cults is that I've spent a whole lot of time thinking about religion. But like if it's like finance stuff or like I, it's probably like I definitely need to die first because like if I'm like an old man living in a, a nursing home, I'm just gonna get like taken to the fucking cleaners. You might get <laughs> duped. You yeah. that that. That may be that may be the time period when you when someone comes in and says they're going to make your dog immortal and you're like yes yeah. uh, yes ma'am yeah. it's okay because Brian will be there being like what the fuck <laughs> exactly yeah that's true I have some good I have some good skeptics in my life yeah well, Alice, I feel I like think- you're you may be like somewhere on the spectrum between Joanna and me I feel like when it comes to yeah this. I I love to when I was younger I definitely. Yeah, you know, just want to believe. Um, you're like a, like a like a credulous like po- like poetry person to some extent for a while. Yeah, for sure. Mm, I don't even really know how to articulate what I think about that, but yes, was more credulous and thought that that would somehow help me. You know, if I if I denied when I felt like. I think this might be bullshit. It's like, no, it probably isn't bullshit. Like, just go with it. It'll be fine. There'll be a happy you, you ending. What, sorry, you thought what would help you? What do you mean? Like believing in something that on reflection, that probably was nothing. So, you know, stuff in the poetry world. Um, oh, or yeah, in yeah. creativity in general. Like when I, when I think about how Sama is in this, I think about my own sort of creative relationships and how it is so easy to just see someone who seems to have the thing that you want and then just go all the way to the end of the line and then be like, no, they didn't, they didn't ever have the thing. You just gave them the thing. <laughs> you just mm-hmm. made it up. Yeah. You mean like, like a, like an aura of success or importance or like goodness. Yeah. Yeah. yeah or just talent. Oh yeah. 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 Well, I mean, that's all of poetry sort of, I feel like that, like the aura of, I mean a little bit like in like in two, yeah. No, I think there's some of it. No, there's certainly true. I mean, <laughs> no, well, I think, you could say it, say it. Yeah, go ahead and say it. Were you afraid of offending poetry people that you Yeah, please. I, mean, I, just, I just think there's a lot of I mean there's a lot of I mean I think that's maybe that's what it is about why I love these these scam documentaries, but then I'm always like sort of like, what? I don't 
I think I want to. It's like when we watched that movie, Matthew, Martha, Mary, Mary, May, Magdalene. Martha, Mary, Marlene. Good movie. Yeah. Really good movie. Yeah, it's good, a, it was a, a good movie. the first kind of the first big thing or first thing that Elizabeth Olsen was in that broke her out a little bit. It's it's good, Alice, if you haven't seen it. It's about a cult, a cult leader. And I just feel like anytime I like watch a documentary or hear a podcast and it's like a cult leader or a like a famous scam artist or whatever like I just see them and they're not magical enough for me and it's it's like I sort of want to believe like I sort of want to be taken to the limit of like the point where like it it is credible to me and I am like and I sort of am like ooh, that person's got the dangerous power over me and I see them and I'm like look at that old Anthony Strange's dud <laughs> spouting nonsense, you know, rubbish. I'm like, it's like not special. It's not, fa- I mean, the only, the people who are going to trick me, it's like my mechanic because I'm, you know, utterly yeah. ignorant about my, it's like people are going to trick me if like, I'm like, oh, the HVAC's broken. And they're like, well, it's going to cost a million dollars. I'm like, I guess I have to pay a million dollars. <laughs> like that, like, the, like that's where I'm going to trick. But I think it's like, I want to feel, I would actually, I'd actually be very curious. This is what I think when Adrian and I were talking about the tender swimmer, like I sort of like want yeah. them to be dazzling and compelling. And then when I see them, I'm like, you're just a dud. And and maybe it's because I'm not in it. Maybe I'm not like in the Sarma emotional divorced, like like licking my wounds, raw food place. But I don't know. Yeah, no, it sounds like you probably don't have those vulnerabilities, which is great. Yeah, I've got, I've got so many vulnerabilities, so why can't I feel like? <laughs> I've got why can't so I be in Nexium? I want to be in Nexium. Come on, I'm ready for the brand? I just, yeah. just want to like, I just want to be like, I just want to be tempted. Like, I just want someone to walk up and be like, I can change your life with Scientology, and I just want to like feel the. I would like to sort of like feel the pull and not be like, this sounds like a bunch of hooey, you know? Yeah. Oh, just trust me, you don't. <laughs> you waste so much time. You waste so much time. But there, there is something like you, I think like there, there are a lot of disadvantages to being credulous, but one of the advantages is you get to experience belief. Yeah. You get to experience something that you probably <clears throat> Like there's a poem, Alan Shapiro has a poem, I think it's called Grasshopper, but it's about like a guy he knew in high school who was like really handsome and really just sort of did whatever he wanted and like drank and had sex and danced and drove around in a fast car and just like a wild fun time guy. And, you know, within like a few years out of high school, his life had started to to go downhill and, and and the, the speaker of the poem is like very buttoned up and very responsible and, and doing everything he's supposed to do. And, and he, he like sees the grasshopper guy's life fall apart as he enters middle age. But then looking back, he says like, well, my life is better than his life now. And like, I am, was more responsible, but like no moment of joy in my life has probably been quite as like pure and all consuming as the actual like amazing good times he had in high school. Like you, mm. you get, there is a thing there are clear disadvantages, but there is a thing you get from that that you might not get elsewhere. How are you doing, Joyce? You, you want me to come give you a kiss? Okay. All right. I'll come give you a kiss real quick. <laughs> oh my gosh, she's adorable. <laughs> she's 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 all right. She's all right. We saw um, real life 
Hamilton because both the girls oh. are really into Hamilton. And like that kind of like, that's like a moment of, of like a little bit of feeling the magic of something. I think that's the only place Absolutely. that I feel. Yeah, yeah. It's like, maybe that's why I like literature. Cause I think in, in literature, sometimes I sort of can, it's not exactly the same thing, but I can feel the magic or seeing something like that where people have mounted this extravaganza that feels so anyway, it was great. It was, it was great. And then, and I'm also now thinking of like the whole world as like this person's Hamilton and this person's Aaron Burr, like in, yeah. in every story, I'm like who's, who's Hamilton and who's Aaron Burr and bad vegan. I don't, <laughs> everything Just, maps to that yeah yeah, yeah. did okay. i hear hamilton come up oh yeah yeah i just uh, josie hamilton and i was saying like i can feel the magic in a in in something that's i think that's why i like you know literature why i like enjoy it like that's where i can that is the one place where not 100% reliably if it's not good enough, but I can like get that sort of sense of like magic and I'm like, I'm dazzled by it. Like I'm swayed by it. I, I yeah. occasionally with very charismatic people that I meet, I mean, not enough that I would give them millions of dollars so far, but. Uh, mm. yeah. yeah, I totally know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. We, we got to go see Hamlet the other night and there is just something about people you know, on, on a stage and what they're yeah. doing. I was, I was saying to Tom at the intermission, I was like, these people are doing a Herculean thing. Like, yeah. How do you deliver those lines without like, oh God, I just cannot get my head around how they did it. And it, it is, I guess it's like, I guess it's the sublime. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're, <laughs> Alice, I think you're right. I think you're, and to like hold the audience wrapped and to sort of like, you know, I think, I think seeing a good, I don't even think I've seen a professional Hamlet, but honestly, it's such a good play. I felt it with like, like my brother's high school production of Hamlet. Like mm. you, you sort of have to like be in the thrall, like a really charismatic actor. You don't feel an awareness of them acting, but like, if they're charming, you sort of have to fall in love with them. Like that, Absolutely. I think that's what I want in my cult leaders and my charlatans. Like, I think I, I that's my level of expectation, actually. You've described <laughs> that good. with, with like, actually trustworthy experts. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. doctors. Oh in, yeah. Under the right circumstances. Oh yeah. If I'm in a, if I'm in a vulnerable position, I can have that feeling of sort of imprinting on like an authority. The, like a capable authority figure with a kind of something it's not quite I wouldn't put that as the same as like the charlatan magic feeling it's more of like a it's more of like a baby bird imprinting but mm, mm. yeah but I wonder yeah. if it's not I mean like in your case it's it's grounded in a real service and real expertise but it's still a like an emotional response sort of above and beyond the circumstances. I wonder if that's not. She imprinted, not, she imprinted on Shane Fox. There's clearly like a while when there was nothing he could say that she wouldn't acquiesce to. And that didn't seem to be, I mean, some of that was, he was definitely a bully. Yeah. But at least some of that seemed to be that she, she did credit what he was saying and, and seemed not only to believe that he was telling the truth, but to, 
believe that he sort of had her best interests at heart. I mean, that's got to be what happened. No, I mean, and 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 I mean, yeah. I mean, y'all, y'all are. I'm, I'm acting real put out with her for striking up a friendship with Dusty Chipotle, but I like <laughs> Dustin was great. He was the he was, a good he was, he was, he was the a, best. I mean, he was the best. Can we also say that Anthony Strange's first wife, just like a oh, practical, ready amazing, to crack some knuckleheads. Like she just was <laughs> like. I was like, let's let her be the star of the documentary where she just like straight talk, talks about like what Anthony Stranges was up to. And it's like, you know, she she came out all right. She came out stronger. She's so at peace with it. She's like, yeah, Yeah. he totally played me. I mean, he's charming. What can I say? Yes. Yes. And she was just like, she was so matter of fact and just like, she was like, oh, yeah, I know what he does. Like, I I, I loved her. I, I loved her. No, I mean, I think, I think it's right. You know, and I think like, you know, I've seen, I've, I've, y'all are right. There's a, there's an, a dynamic of emotional abuse that creates a sort of insular world of emotional manipulation. And it's like, when you see someone in it until they can extricate themselves, their decision-making is just oh my god I'm, yeah, I'm watching this happening with a friend of mine right now who will never listen to this but like she's obsessed with this guy and like he's a buck wit like he's the yeah. fucking worst and she and she just loves him yeah no is the connotation of fuck wit is that like he's he's stupid or he's like a jerk or what's he's the a jerk okay he's mean and cruel and and you know she's just yeah she just handed over herself and that, that's yeah you can't do anything this. you can't like no. you can't sit there and be like well can't you see like because she can't see yeah yeah. The and, and I, I the other thing I wonder about with something like this is that th- this is clearly like such an extreme situation, both because hmm. he was so so abusive and so effective in his abuse, and because she was not only a vulnerable personality but somebody who had access to so much, so many resources. Like it was sort of a perfect storm, and that's part of what makes it an interesting story because the stakes are. Are relatively high compared to like most people's emotional, you know, romantic drama. But it makes me wonder, like, how common are lower key versions of this? Just so common. Yeah, I think very common. Just so common. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Mm-hmm. But you're right. They read like just like a classic, like you're, like 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 bad bad boyfriend scenario. Bad. Well, probably. Let's yeah. be real. Often bad boyfriend. I'm sure there's some bad girlfriends too, but. Uh, Sorry, it just occurred to me like that's this is the plot of Portrait of a Lady. Like it doesn't it doesn't she ends up having she does she's not left with nothing in the end. She doesn't go to prison, but that figure maybe like particularly in the like in the like the high age of the marriage plot, this kind of scoundrel was like a a prominent figure in in like fiction and society. You're right, yeah. it is sort of a marriage plot. Washington Dang. Square is a bit the same. I haven't read. Yeah, 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 yeah. Washington Square is one where that where it doesn't come off, but it still ruins her life. Like her dad forbids her from marrying him, but it's still she never gets over it. Uh, no, Washington Square is so 
it's like the saddest most beautiful novel in which like truly nothing happens oh god it's amazing yeah i, I want to reread uh, that maybe yeah i, I should maybe we, i should reread that and we should talk about it but uh yeah. so jo- joanna um parting parting shots women grown, grown women don't wear pigtails i mean i do uh, i do stand by that as a <laughs> i do i do stand by that like and i was i do think there was something where like like her place of vulnerability was such that it was like she was like surrendering her agency and like reverting into a pigtailed state of you know submission yeah yeah and so like i just feel like you like you know dress for the job that you want or whatever that expression is just like (laughs) like don't wear she had the job she wanted and that wasn't the problem right Uh, dress for the relationship you want dress for the life that you just don't wear don't wear pigtails i mean maybe like <laughs> just don't don't it's like my one style rule i only have one <laughs> i mean josie and ellie can wear pigtails but uh, is it like the rule like my dad's rule with shorts i mean i will like say girls that, like after the age of like it's definitely 15? after it's definitely after. after some age. I I still remember in third grade, the little girl who was like my childhood frenemy and who would always just like like cut me. She was like my Anthony Strange, mm-hmm. except for yeah. She, she was. I remember I was in third grade and I just like would let my mom just like dress. Third grade's perfectly reasonable to wear pigtails, and I had on like my pigtails, and my mom would like dress me up and like corduroy shorts and knee socks you know and like little little loafers and my friend was like boys will not like you if you wear pigtails to school (laughs) yeah and i and i was so embarrassed i was like so humiliated and so heartbreaking yeah Oh my god! Because your mom put you in pigtails. So what are you going to do? You're going to take yeah, her like yeah. this is how she dressed you. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't like a little sophisticated, sassy third grader like this other. Yeah, me yeah I was. I mm. was still. I don't know. I think like I think elementary school. It's all still fair game. That's that's my. In any, uh, uh, I don't know what the the sub, other than like romantic scam documentaries if there's if we're like narrowing in on a on a like netflix defined micro genre that is the the joanna alice overlap all i know is i love i love selling sunset and so alice if you if you get into that then we should reconvene sure yeah i'll watch selling sunset oh selling sunset is why not you you also don't feel as you don't feel sort of as icky about it because it's they're all I feel pretty it's more of that sort it. of like bravo realm of like they're all callow rich people who are infighting and being like but nobody's like life has been ruined in pigeon forge you know what i mean like it's not like <laughs> totally <laughs> yeah no that's much easier and uh, to be honest i've been struggling to get through real housewives because i just can't stand the fighting so, yeah. yeah, this this is this is good. I mean, I think this is like they're like short, brief, narrow. I don't know. I think like I think Selling Sunset might be the finest, the finest light L I T E reality show. It's just like just the right, you know. I mean, it's terrible. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's terrible. I mean, it, it's it doesn't make me feel as bad about the participants who all just yeah. seem to be just fully 
at peace with the fact that they're basically actors on a soap opera but but the it definitely makes me feel bad about our, our country like it's the depiction of like commerce in america is pretty bleak I mean, at this point, you've got really nothing to feel good about in your country. So, like, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, true. honestly, like, Stelling says it is a reprieve from the, <laughs> yeah, it's the rest of the, think about. Yeah. yeah.